Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Deep End. My name is Bryce, and today I will be going over my top probably like 30 or maybe more of my greatest defensive players of all time. Now, it's not going in any order or anything, and I'm sorry if I missed anybody that you would have on yours, but this is my list, my opinion. So, yeah. Uh, with that being said, let's send it to it. Coming in at number one. Well, actually, I'm going to... I don't care. I'm ranking this guy at number one because he is. Lawrence Taylor. Coming in at number one. The greatest linebacker of all time. No debate. If you saw... No, if you even heard that you were playing the New York Giants... You might as well just crap your pants the entire game. Because right as you see him lining up for the line, you know he is about to wreck you up. Even if you're a receiver, he's going to find a way to get to you and screw you up and rip you a new one. This man was insane. This man cared about nothing besides tearing up anybody that was on the other side of his friggin' name. So, if you weren't on the Giants... You can bet on it that Lawrence Taylor was about to punch you in the mouth. So, with that being said, <laughs> Reggie White coming in next. Reggie White was an amazing defensive tackle, and he could and he could absolutely just tear offensive linemen apart and get to you if you were a quarterback. Reggie White wasn't the fastest, but oh my God, was he one of the strongest. Whew. Could he break through that offensive line in seconds? He lined up. He, when the ball was snapped, he was already, like, on the other side of the line of scrimmage. Like, Reggie White was amazing. Brian Dawkins, next. People really underrate this guy. They don't have him. Most of the lists that I've looked at don't even have him in the top 50. Some don't even have him in their honorable mentions. Brian Dawkins, definitely in my top 30. For all time. That's why he's on this list. <laughs> this cornerback safety. Whoo. Wow. He really got up with every single receiver. Either blocked the pass. Intercepted it. Or completely ruined the like just transmission between the quarterback and the receiver. Or the tight end. And like, if once that ball is thrown, you can bet Brian Dawkins is lo- locking eyes with you. And if, even if he was on the other side of the field, he was running over to you, making sure you don't catch that ball. No matter what way he was doing it, you were not going to catch it. Next, Ronnie Lott. This man was a better receiver than the receivers themselves. And keep in mind, he is a quarterback safety, cornerback safety. Ronnie Lott intercepted balls like it was like a brand new sport it was a sport inside of a sport for Ronnie Lott Ronnie Lott would just go up and absolutely snag that thing out of the air with no repercussions no one was gonna stop him who who's gonna stop him nobody Ronnie Lott was Ronnie Lott next Deacon Jones boom uh just saying that name makes me uh feel like I'm about to get absolutely just nailed by this massive defensive end. Probably one of the fastest defensive ends of all time, which really isn't saying much, but he was insanely fast. He could scream off the edge and absolutely con- like just 
disable the quarterback for like sorry if you can hear my dog barking uh yeah but anyways deacon jones is a beast he's literally a faster lawrence taylor but lawrence taylor is still better for reasons i don't even have to name um joe green there's a reason why his nickname is mean literally his name is people i bet people have literally called this man mean joe green more than they have joe green I'm going to say right now, Mean Joe Green was freaking amazing. When you saw that number 75 lining up, you know your O-line couldn't do crap. Whether you had the Browns O-line or the Bucks O-line, you your O-line was about to get shredded. And you were about to get shredded with them. If your O-line went down, Joe Green wasn't letting you escape with them. Joe Green wasn't going to let you escape with your life. He was he was gonna make you drag them he was gonna drag you down with them. Yeah. Joe Green was very intimidating. Uh I don't know why I said intimidating like I was in the NFL when he played. Rod Woodson. Basically Ronnie Watt, but like a million inch vertical and a little bit faster. Like Rod Woodson was literally just like Ronnie Lott. He what he he was a receiver. He was literally a receiver. Put in a quarter, in a cornerback's body. He was insanely fast. He had insanely high hops, and he just picked the ball off for a living. Which I guess that's a that's what cornerbacks do. But like Rod Woodson took it to another level. Ed Reed, wow, was his times with was his time with the Ravens very successful. Ed Reed was a beast, probably the best safety in like. His era, like probably probably the best safety in the 2010s era, Ed Reed was like probably the best ball hawk of all time. Not not all time, but in the 2010s era, and definitely definitely deserves to be on this list list because of all the accomplishments he had in winning the Super Bowl and everything. Yeah, definitely deserves it. And that combo with Ray Lewis too, whoo. They were unstoppable. The Ravens deserve to win that. Deion Sanders. Really don't need to say anything, but I will. Combination. Okay, take this. Combination of Brian Dawkins, Ronnie Lott, Rod Woodson, and Deacon Jones all put into one man. And then you get Deion Sanders. No, 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 not even that. And then... You get this insane work ethic and this in this insane thing going through a person's head to do nothing but hit people and grab the ball, and then you get Deion Sanders. That's enough explaining. That should show you how good Deion Sanders was. Ray Lewis, best linebacker in the two thousands ever. Don't need to say anything else. Ryan Shazier. It it was so bad to see this man's career come to an end when it did. But if he kept playing, he would have established himself as maybe even the best middle linebacker of all time or close. Ryan Shazier was a beast, really could not be stopped until he was stopped, but that was an injury, not anybody stopping him. No one could put a stop to him. He was unstoppable. He was a beast. He could scream off the edge with flying colors. He would, like, nothing would happen to you because you would be in the hospital immediately and you wouldn't even feel any pain because of how quick it happened. But 
But anyways, Mel Blunt. I don't, wow. I cannot believe how good this guy was. Mel Blunt. Mel freaking Blunt. I mean, what, what, what kind of a name is that? I'm not saying that's a bad name. It's a good name. It's a, a freaking intimidating name. Freaking Mel Blunt. Jeez. Strikes a fear into your heart, doesn't it? Mel Blunt was an amazing player. Whenever he saw the ball, he went for it, no matter where it was. He could literally have the ball in his hands, and then he would literally throw his entire body at his own hand. Mel Blunt was an extreme NFL player that could do practically anything. And I don't think we're ever going to see a player like him again. That's what I love about every single player on this list. Obviously, some are better than others, but they all have, like, one trait that makes them so different and can make you say we're never going to see a player like him again. Night Train Lane. Oh, my God. Like, his nickname, like, people just like Mean Joe Green, but his nickname... Didn't even have his first name in it. Just wish Night Train Lane. Night, Night Train was, like, amazing. He was insanely good. Picked off the ball for a living, just like all the other guys that I already said. And if he wanted you to die, you would die. He could just look at you and you would die from his gaze, be- stare, because Night Train Lane was... Like, a beast. He was massive and could just run you over in the blink of an eye. But anyways, Troy Polamalu. Definitely, like... Definitely the best ever defender. Defensive player. The Steelers. Actually, probably one of the best. Definitely top three or top five. But Troy Polamalu had this thing about him that, like, if he, like, just, I know it sounds really cheesy, but if he was determined to do anything, he would, like, just do it. Like, Troy Palomalu, if he wanted the ball, he would get the ball. If he wanted a sack, he would get a sack. If he wanted his own team, he would probably get his own team. Troy Palomalu was insane. Troy Palomalu was Troy Palomalu, which means in um, NFL language, uh, absolute God cannot be stopped, and uh, everyone hates the side of him because they know they're about to get rocked. So, yeah. Uh, Brian Erlacher, probably one of the best D-line players ever. Like, he lined up. And he was aiming for that O-lineman. Not the quarterback, the O-lineman. He wanted to ruin the O-lineman's day. And then ruin the quarterback's day. Brian Urlacher was focused on no, like, completely... Sorry if you can hear my dog. Completely tearing up the other team's O-line. Making sure they never stepped up, stepped on the field again. But Bobby Bell... One of the best defenders the Chiefs have ever had. Probably the second best defender they have ever had. Oh my gosh, my dog. Jeez. What is he barking at? Okay. I know I'm really making this about my dog right now, but I kind of want to go see what he's barking at, but never mind. 
That I, I'm sorry, you're gonna have to deal with that. Uh, Bobby Bell was, uh, like he was good, like too good. Bobby Bell knew what he was doing, and he enjoyed it. If Bobby Bell, like, just wanted, not wanted, but if Bobby Bell did something. It would be heard everywhere. No, Bobby Bell did something. It would have automatic repercussions on the player nearest. And the guy would probably crap his pants at the site uh, site and get traumatized. Get PTSD flashbacks. But anyways, Derek Brooks. Now, I don't have too much to say about him because this this is probably like the only player on this list that really isn't too... Special. It didn't really have anything big about him, but he was still amazing and could absolutely ruin someone's day, no matter how much they tried. Michael Strahan, probably one of the like another one, another goat D lineman. That's all I have to say. Mister Gaptooth, Michael Strahan was a beast, and if he saw the ball. He got the ball. Not got it, but if he saw the ball, he completely ruined anyone who was holding it. Michael, no, just listed him. Willie Lanier, Lanier, I forgot how to pronounce his name. Another amazing Chiefs player. I can list three, three of the greatest Chiefs Chiefs players, defensive Chiefs players right now. Derek Thomas, Willie Lanier, 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 and Bobby Bell. Those are the three greatest. Willie Lanier was, like, too, just too good. He knew what he was doing, like, since he, like, I can imagine him absolutely ruining 30-olds days at the age of six. He probably played with his dad's friends and completely ruined their days. (laughs) <laughs> like, Willie Lanier had an amazing career with a lot of amazing accomplishments, and I really want to see someone like him again, especially for the Chiefs. <laughs> but anyways, Paul Krause, uh, interception god, that's all I need to say. Pat Tillman, how could you not put him on this list? Not only was he great, amazing for the NFL, but he sacrificed his life for this country. How could you not put him on, on this list? Like, that's just stupid. Pat Tillman was a goat. Pat Tillman is a goat. Always be remembered, Pat Tillman, boom, boom. Ted Hendricks. Wow. Wow. Uh, okay, I got one sentence... I got a few words to describe him. Uh, absolute beast. Cannot be stopped. No one wants to see him. Just like Troy Palomalo. Derek Thomas. Hoo, hoo, hoo. Wow. Oh my god. This guy was... He is the greatest cheese player of all time. He always will be. If he... If he got a sack... He got he got another one right after that. If he somehow got an interception, he got another one right after that. If he somehow got a touchdown, you guessed it. He got another one right after that. 
Derek Thomas was a beast. He was honestly, like, just too much of a beast. No one could stop him. He was unfair. He was unfair. He was the Chiefs version of, uh, of LT, of Lawrence Taylor. He was unfair. Alan Page. Man. This man was not a page. He was a whole book. This guy could, like, not be blocked for the life of him. If he... If he got to the quarter, if he even got close to the quarterback, even if you put your entire team to try to block him, he would just absolutely wreck all of them and get to the quarterback still. Even if he was this, even if the quarterback was the speed of Lamar Jackson and the awareness of Russell Wilson, the kid, the, uh, Alan Page would still nail him. Charles Haley was was basically Alan, Alan Page as well. Charles Haley is the next guy on the list. He basically Alan Page as well. Just, just. Literally everything I just described Alan Page to be was Charles Haley as well. But anyways, why does my dog have to tune in at the like last seconds intro, outro, outro? But anyways, I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I know that it, I probably didn't explain it too well. This probably wasn't my gem of an episode but you know i don't care i do this for fun i do this to uh entertain you guys and honestly it's been so fun to make this podcast and make all these episodes um and it will be sad to see podcast come to an end when it inevitably does but it's gonna be it's way too soon to talk about that but Anyways, I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I really hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day, and I will see you guys in the next episode. Bye.